Welcome into another edition of New Track Record. Caleb Hatch, Justin Kinney with you. And finally, we have IndyCars on track. It's it's spring training, even though it's the middle of winter here in the Midwest, but in Palm Springs and in particular at the Thermal Club in Thermal, California, the sun is shining and everything looks perfect with palm trees around it at this high class, fancy what, racing level <laughs> resort <country> club basically <laughs> is what it is. Uh, but yes, IndyCar on track. We're going to recap day one of testing as we record this on Thursday, February 2nd. They just wrapped up testing. And look, there's not a whole lot to take away from testing times today. There were no serious incidents some some cars going off track, spinning out, but nothing major. So there's nothing really big to recap there. But really just goes into this week from content days to day one of testing. Day two of testing will be on Friday. Um, it's a good start, but overall, we are right now one month to race weekend in St. Pete starting. We have cars on track, and in no surprise, Colton Herta topping both sessions. Yes, uh, which obviously means he's going to win every race this year <laughs> and win the championship and the 500. Um, basically, this is just... It's it's big for the teams, totally, and the drivers and the crew, all that stuff. But for fans, I guess, it's just exciting to have cars on track. It just means that we're getting close to the start of the season, really. Uh, other than being able to see cars on track, not live, because we can't watch it, uh, unless you're out there. But um, just knowing that they're starting to turn the wheels in anger or somewhat anger and test and, and all that stuff just gets us ready for the season. But other than that, we were talking about it earlier today, content days, all this stuff. I just, I know it. Some people eat it up and that's, that's great. I don't, I, I just really feel like I, I, I don't really need to know anything and everything about a driver. Other people do. And that's perfectly fine. I just, I don't. I don't and care. a lot of the information one People like us who follow even in the off season probably already know it. Yeah. But it's stuff that they're collecting. Obviously, they're collecting all the gifts, for example. If you're annoying person, the gifts. Um, (laughs) And they're getting the stories, you know, they can tell on the broadcast and get ready, you know, the different storylines they can say for the Indy 500, things like that. It, they do it every year. It used to be called media days. They just change it to content days because that's how the media works now, I guess. (laughs) That's, I guess, the more proper term. Everybody, but, it's similar to media days for football. So everybody had a good summer. So oh, everybody yeah. had a good winter. Yeah. Um, the engineering crew is is better than it was last year. We've made some new hires. Well, like everybody, the optimism is is uh, is blossoming all Pato over the series. Pato Ward right? went to uh, Mexico for six weeks uh, over the winter after the season. Didn't have any testing obligations and enjoyed some time in the... I think the Yucatan Peninsula, you know, uh, Roman Grosjean got his pilot's license. Yeah, we talked about that last week, flying uh, his And Drenny feels confident that their team's going to, you know, take a step forward. Graham Rahal's back with Eddie Jones, who he won five of his six career races with. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So there you go. That's your recap of that's, content That's days. basically content days in a nutshell for you. So everybody feels like they're going to be better than they were last year. We know, of course, that's not going to be reality. That's not possible. And so... For me, it's it's just nice that we're starting the starting the discussion. But basically, these content days, yeah, like you mentioned, getting content for social media stuff, and then basically all your season preview stuff. You're starting, you're getting all your interviews if you're a media person to then over the next four weeks or whatever pump these stories out where everybody is feeling good about 2023. But come back a month from now, two months from now, and half of these guys will be miserable. Also, livery reveals for a lot of cars. Hunkos beat everyone to it. They revealed last weekend. New look for both cars. They look very similar, so that's going to be fun trying to tell those Yeah, apart. it's always fun. Uh, but we got to see liveries of these cars on track of ones that we didn't know. Uh, the New Garden shell car looks pretty cool. Kind of almost like a throwback to the Zanardi and Vassar Target cars, yeah. if you will. Yep. Um, that one looks cool. Uh, Devlin Francesco's car, once again, looks really fun. Um, several others, but uh, oh, in in Marcus Armstrong, the rookie with the green Ridgeline car. Remember, when green used to be like bad luck in racing. Yeah, right. They got rid of that pretty pretty <laughs> yeah. fast. So that car looks pretty cool as well. 
but a lot of livery reveals your fast five for what it's worth in session two, which I would be shocked. I haven't seen a combined look at these session results, but I would be shocked if anyone was slower in session two than they were compared to session number one. Because it was a little a crisp track. this morning. New yes. track, like yeah, you they, said. They so. had a bit of a hold yeah. this morning uh, to get the, the temps up. But Colton Herta, a 139, 3721. Then Christian Lungard, also 139, 3 and change. Alex Blow, 139, 39. Roman Grosjean, 139, 4, 8. Will Power, a 139, 5. Uh, those are your fast five on the day. And again, these times are meaningless. They're not racing there, it's a test. They will have two days of it. The times will probably drop uh, on Friday since we're just recording for what, Thursday. What can you take out of it? It's more just shaking off the rust, yeah. shaking down the car, new new drivers in new seats, new drivers working with new personnel. That's basically what this is. Yes. And, and now the bigger picture is the Thermal Club. What does it mean? Um, it's very exclusive. Nathan Brown of the Indy Star had an excellent article dovetailing into everything that goes just to get inside the property. Uh, <laughs> it's quite a bit. You you have to have a lot of money just to be the, a member here. The most amazing thing to me was after you pay the initial whatever, you like, what is it, like within three years or something, you have to build a house? Uh, within five years. Five years, yeah. you have to build a house on the property, and most of them are all the same, so it's not like you can really design it your own, it sounds like. It's just mm-hmm. probably picking from a couple designs. But you have to pay for a, a million-dollar house or multi-million-dollar house built within five years yes. on the property? Yes. Uh, a 30,000-square-foot home, a $2,400 monthly membership fee, $175,000 initiation fee. What's the uh, initiation of, fee? Uh, yeah, cost of purchasing a lot and, and building the home within five years of joining that's roughly $5 million plus a, a three person design committee uh, that includes the guy who started all this, uh, the thermal club, Tim Rogers. He has to give approval. Uh, he's on that committee and he can also uh, has a veto over any property on the exterior design. Uh, you have an interview process. And then if someone were to kind of get into some trouble with some people in the club, he can kick them out. So it is and probably keep their money. As, yes, as all exclusive, they have all the amenities, plenty of car storage. They have mechanics on site, all that stuff. It, it it's a country club for high end cars and motorsports enthusiasts who have the money. Uh, this guy made his money in the oil industry because, of course, um, because of course, <laughs> that's just how that works. He uh, was selling gas to Seven Eleven and made not millions but billions of dollars. With a B. Yes, with a B. I think the interesting part of all of this is what does this mean going forward for IndyCar? Now, you can say what you want about IndyCar restricting their product to this exclusive club where fans can't even attend the test. Like you have to be a member or be an invited guest and and people can invite up to 20 people uh, as far as their guests. To, to attend the test. Um, it doesn't really bother me. Does it, yeah, does it, bother it, it doesn't bother me. I get that people are upset about it, but quite honestly, how many of you, unless you already live within driving distance of where the test is held, are going to fly out to attend the test? Right. It's more I, the I outrage guess, that you couldn't if you wanted to. Yes, because of the exclusivity. Um, but I get it. I, I understand that. Um, the, the other thing with this is... Do you really want to make IndyCar, you know, so inaccessible that you're only catering to the elites of the elite, which is what this is? Let's be honest. However, I am sure IndyCar is getting paid by the Thermal Club for this. I I know that when it's a track rental, normally, you know, the the series would would pay for that. But I feel like this is the other way around. I'm sure IndyCar is collecting a fee. At least I would hope they're collecting a, a fee for these test days. Uh, because it's giving the track a lot of publicity. Not as much as Tim Rogers thought because he was under the impression mm-hmm. that this would be streamed and he paid for miles and miles of cable and all that. We'll get to that story in a little bit, yes. but he's not exactly as thrilled with the test as he otherwise would have been because he thought this would be streamed. 
but you know IndyCar likes to pull the rug out of under under people at the last moment. This is just another instance of that. But IndyCar is at least getting paid. To me, it doesn't really matter where the test is. I wouldn't go to a test anyway. I guess people, if they wanted to, could go. But this relegates it or limits it. But if you're building some relationships with people with a lot of money, a lot of money, then even just getting one of those people on board for some sort of sponsorship or whatever is worth it, right? Yes, it's a networking opportunity. And so you're networking with people who are already interested in it at minimum cars and most likely motorsports as well, right? and getting your product in front of them up close and personal with access that you would have to pay thousands of dollars for at another race weekend or be a special invited guest where this is quite literally in your own backyard or front yard, yard. how you, however you want to put it. So this is unique access and a way to network with these people. And that's what this is about. Ultimately. Yes, I get it. Fans, the, the, the spring training in this instance, quite honestly, is not for you, but it is a networking opportunity. It's for somebody, for the teams, for the drivers, for the series. And hopefully, some relationships come out of this that lead to business opportunities. And if even that leads to one sponsorship deal or partnership for the series or for a team, for a driver, to me, it's worth worth it. it. Yes. You just wish this was streamed. Yes. Um, I don't even know how much I would watch, but I know there's a lot of people out there that would watch, right? And the inability to do that. And and Tim Rogers even saying it, that he expected this thing too to be streamed is kind of disappointing. Yes. And, and that's the part it, he was expecting more promotion and publicity for his tracks help in lending a testing home uh, for any car. That's the words from Nathan Brown and the initial plan. There is a full test stream of all the on track action that would be on Peacock or any cars, YouTube channel. Obviously there's a lot of costs with that. They order all the cabling uh, for the thermal club with the cameras and equipment. Then last minute uh, they decided not to do that. Obviously I'm sure Rogers was not, happy but the couple hundred thousand dollar cost of outfitting a robust camera setup with towers fiber cords and use of nbc's full tv compound broadcast team uh the the uh, trying to spend more on marketing which we'll get to that a bit later on that's said to be the downfall according to brown and his article at indystar.com but uh, to be clear i will say this yes we're not getting a stream but they are putting out lots of videos on social media there's plenty of content You've seen different in-car camera views of guys doing laps around the track. So I don't feel like we're missing a whole lot because let's be honest, you'd have this on, watch it for maybe five, 10 minutes, and then you'd go about your day and maybe have it on in the background at yeah, work while you're or working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand that, but nobody's, I mean, maybe there, there are some people that would be locked in and watching it, but it's more just having it, um, you know, in the background, but if this opportunity leads into sponsorship or additional team or something, or even what has kind of been teased in Nathan Brown's article, some sort of pro-am type event in the future, I think that would be good for IndyCar. I was intrigued with that idea that, and it sounded like it was more coming from the IndyCar side than the Tim Rogers side based on what that format would be. But it, it was... Very interesting. I think it's a concept that could work. And if if you have big money involved, that's the key. Yes. And there is big money involved and a $250,000 buy-in for members. You know, to be a in multi-million dollar purse for the, for the driver that mm-hmm. wins. So basically what it was, what it would be you, a thermal club member drops a quarter of a million dollars and those people have a race. Correct. And then that determines the st- starting grid for the IndyCar race. I think so. Is that how I understand it? Yeah, they're partnered it? with a driver. Yes. So the members race, and that determines the starting grid for the drivers, and then you're racing for a couple million dollars, it sounded like. This seems like either an off-season exhibition. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, be an exhibition. Sort, yeah. yeah. I, does IndyCar racer eventually... Maybe, but I see it being a long way off. Uh, that I do too, because th- they already had to spend uh, several hundred thousand dollars to upgrade the the wall for I think pit lane. The article mentioned. It makes me nervous seeing no s- 
real safer barriers anywhere. Yeah, there's on this a track. lot this of this is a high speed track. There is a lot of uh, Armco barriers around there. So they'll need upgrades. Obviously, the other thing, they're going to have to find places to put in grandstands and infrastructure. And I mean, it, it's a lot it, to do a test day. That's one thing. But to have all the transporters and uh, for the teams and the series and equipment with the TV compound and everything, plus throwing a fan zone, plus throwing yeah. multiple grandstands, uh, viewing areas for general mission tickets, all of that. I mean, that's a whole other level. And, you know, maybe if this goes well and they sell a bunch of lots because of this, maybe they're closer to that goal and maybe they've been in discussions with IndyCar or this could be a potential season opener down the lane. Maybe. I don't know. But this feels a long ways off to me. It does. And even Tim Rogers kind of evidenced that and talked about it, about this being a long way off, at least for a full-fledged event. But that Pro-Am event maybe could be something in the near future. It's all about the response from, from its members. They, they were all able to bring people in to this test of the last couple days. And you basically schmooze the people that you want to schmooze that have money. And I know some people out there are going to be, well, what about us? Quote unquote, normal IndyCar fans. I'm totally fine with certain instances in which you're kissing the asses of people that have a lot of money that could invest in your sport. I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, you just don't want it to become every event like Formula yes, One, right? You, you, so you don't want to go down the path of being F one, making it inaccessible. This is this is a rare exception, right? I, I mean, sure, IndyCar and the open test is usually open to fans, and they usually have plenty of access and perhaps even an autograph session. Look, every IndyCar race weekend, you can buy a paddock pass, and it's not going to break the bank, right? Um. They have free autograph sessions with the full field every IndyCar race weekend. Yeah, you can there walk amongst the cars of at a lot of events, right? You can meet your favorite driver with a, a pit pass or paddock pass. It's very possible and get a photo with them So and get their autograph. So there is access that you're not going to get in NASCAR and you're definitely not going to get in Formula One unless you're a VIP type. So this is a, a rare exception to that. As long as it doesn't become the rule, I think I'm okay with what they're doing here. They're trying something new. And to be honest, that's something IndyCar hasn't done a whole lot. That's what people have been asking for. We've been asking for it. Yes. So it's something different. And just because it doesn't market to a particular person or particular base of, of, of fans doesn't mean it's not in it, trying to grow the sport. Other things that came out of this test today, uh, it was the first trial run for shell as the fuel supplier for the series that deal starting this year and a hundred percent renewable fuel made from generation two bio waste. So this was the, the first test for that. Didn't hear about any issues, obviously. No. So that's a very positive thing. Also, they tried an updated headrest um, to try to improve that in the cockpit for drivers. It was a head surround, uh, this is a prototype, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, details for both of those on racer.com. Uh, some other notes. Mark Martin was there. Uh, oh. They have a home uh, in the area. Mark was a guest of Jay Fry, so I found that interesting. Obviously, Jay has ties to NASCAR, worked with uh, NASCAR teams in the past, but that's always good. Um, some other things that came out of the test, obviously tons of livery reveals, as we mentioned. Um, we also learned about a, a feud between Simon Pagione and Joseph Newgarden. It sounded like over a the friendly weekend. feud that was maybe blown out of proportion, I guess. Look, these, these drivers are asked the same questions time and time again by different people. I'm sure that Simon Pagino was having a little fun about it, but... Yeah, he mentioned it, though, during, in Race of the Rolex 24, so I think yeah. there's something to it. There's something to it, but I feel like it's not as big as what people are yes. making it out to be. Well, we're always grasping at any Gra kind of yes. hashtag indie rivals yes. content. Anything so. we possibly can develop <laughs> uh, that is similar. Like it, it very much is true. Like somebody has says, has a slight or even a perceived slight against another driver. And it's immediately latched onto by social media as trying to make it bigger than it is. And that's why part of me thinks that now this, that now at the, now this week at thermal club is, is kind of trying to fuel it even more. Right. Like, you know, let's just have fun with the with the stupid media trying to blow something out of proportion. Uh, another thing that uh, came out, IndyCar has their 
for a self-contained mobile medical unit. That's pretty cool that it will be traveling with the series. So again, always working on safety. Always good to see that part of the conversation. Always a, a good thing. Yes. Definitely and, never a bad thing to, no. to work on safety. For you just sure. hope that's not one of the transporters that breaks down or is on fire on the side of the highway, right? <laughs> which seems to happen like <laughs> every does. season. Does every it not? Every season where you have something go on with a transporter. So let's just hope it's not the medical transporter for IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's definitely hope that is not the case, man. Why'd you have to bring that up? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, jinxed it now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's a look at some of the other storylines. Plus from the content days, we got several other items. Uh, Will Power gave an update on his wife, uh, Liz. She's doing much better than a couple weeks ago. So that's the good news there. Um, hopefully she's back to, to full health right around the season opener. They'll know more in the next four to five weeks on her recovery. So not sure what, you know, what happened, but yeah, Obviously, a pretty serious situation for him to drop out of the Rolex 24. She'll be back destroying water bottles in no time. Hopefully so. She's uh, she's from, I think, Fishers, by the way. Really? I, I learned that uh, a family friend, he went to high school with her. And did she destroy water bottles in high school? You know, I should have asked him in yeah. the moment. He, he, he told me, he's like, yeah, yeah, Liz Power, yeah, I went to high school with her. I was like, no way. That's crazy. So, nice. from uh, Fishers. So, there you go. Some inside information. I don't think we, I've, I've shared that before on the podcast. So some, some of the other notes that came out of content days and media days and everything, those are some of those little things. But overall, we had testing. It was clean. And we have some things to look forward to. I, I think, unfortunately, we, we talked about the good, the bad, the no streaming aspect is well it it is what it is right i I think it's more on indycar from what it sounds like of cutting this last minute yeah and clearly the cost is a lot but for accessibility it is concerning once again the the rug being pulled out uh, from under teams at the last moment we saw this really with the uh the purse and the scholarship stuff. In Another thing we'll get to. And um, with Tim Rogers talking about, basically it sounded like at the 11th hour, it was pulled for the stream. And now we're hearing about the leader circle and teams. And it, it doesn't sound like a lot of money when you're right, when you're five, $6 million per car for a full season. What is it like $180,000, something like that. But it is a lot of money. It is definitely a lot of money. And teams that are are scratching and clawing to try to put a full-time uh, entry together for a season, it's a lot of money. Yeah, so IndyCar, uh, this from Racer.com's Marshall Pruitt. So leader circle contracts were worth $1.06 million in 2022, but for 2023, they're worth $910,000 in guaranteed prize money, a 14% year-to-year loss. That's a and lot of percentage. Pruitt reports that why they trim this is simple. Reallocating the funds to the series marketing and promotions budget. So that's $3.3 million from teams taken away and a budget loss, for example, of 600000 for Andretti Autosport, 450000 for any of the three-car teams, 300000 for two-car teams. So that, that's quite a bit of money. Um, <laughs> not that that's like make or break being on the grid money, but that goes a long way in hiring key people and personnel yeah. In transportation costs, I mean, think about it. Fuel costs, especially in in timing. Like Uh this doesn't sound. This sounds like per Marshall's article that teams are be are finding out about this after their budgets have been set for the season. Which come on, it can't happen. And it comes back to when we were told, what was it a month ago that that IndyCar was going to invest further in their marketing department and marketing budget investing isn't the same as reallocating and that's what's happening indycar is reallocating money from other places to boost its marketing budget and and you can debate whether that's it's semantics or not but basically you're robbing peter to pay paul at this point you're not investing any more money in the series than you otherwise would you're just moving money around into a different line item basically 
Yeah, you're moving from one line item to another line item. There's no new money in the budget. No, there's here. no new money here. It's just the existing money that's being moved around. And you can make a point that this is good reallocation because if you invest more in the marketing of the series, you can get more more people watching, more eyeballs on product, more people interested, and eventually it trickles down to the teams. So I'm not saying it's necessarily the, a bad idea, but it's a it was a it was a misconstrued message when you said that you're investing more in marketing budget you're not investing more you're reallocating more into the marketing budget and you're once again at the 11th hour changing something that's important to the teams and you you did it with indie lights and you did it with tim rogers expecting this thing was going to be streamed at the thermal club and now it's not you just you can't do this repeatedly to your 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 investors in a lot of ways into your series, right? Yeah, especially as the health of teams has improved quite a bit over even just the last you know six seven years. I mean, you, you go back to 2016 to now, the health of the teams. You have more teams in the sport. Yes, you have you still have the super teams, but you essentially have a new super team that you didn't have then with Arrow McLaren, right? Well, um, even they haven't and, won anything yet. True. I mean, they, they're winning races, but they haven't won a championship. They haven't won an Indy 500. Yeah. Yes. But I would say they're a super team, at least when it comes to funding, driver lineup, personnel, all those things. They just need the the award, the achievement to add to the resume. There is, in this is slightly off topic, no team that has more pressure on them, in my opinion, entering 2023 yes. than McLaren. I would agree. Um, but you have healthier teams. You have a great TV deal that you could never even dream of as an IndyCar fan. Even five years ago. Even three years ago. Even during (laughs) before the split, I don't think you could dream of a TV deal like this where you still had races on ESPN and ESPN2. I mean, you're getting two races on USA. Three. Three? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Three. So Mm -hmm. they moved up one. Three on USA, one on Peacock, and the rest on NBC. Yeah, over the year you have thirteen races on network of your seventeen. No, you, you, it's amazing. You're you're not going to get a a better deal than that. So it, it's it's wild to think that this is like where we're at. That we're taking money away from teams where everything else. Like you have so many positive things, and I get it. Every off season, there's a negative story or two. We had the i racing mess. Um. We have the no streaming of spring training. You have the leader circle payout dropping, but these yeah, are the pretty minor dropping. Yeah. The scholarship dropping with Indy lights and preventing Linus Lundquist from getting a ride, at least for now. But these are pretty minor stories compared to what we used to experience every <laughs> off season. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're major issues, but your, your, your mindset kind of changes. The, the priorities change. So when you're taking care of the bigger things, um, then the other minor stuff is, or the other things seemingly are, are bigger, more important. Um, but we don't want to harp on all the negatives all the time because there are some positives or some definite positives and things we take for granted now in such a short time that are tremendous positives, including the TV deal. Yeah. The, the TV deal continues to be a huge positive. If you can just get, Slightly more eyeballs to watch. It's even better. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of it just weighs on the Indy 500. If you get a good rating, it pulls everything up that average, right? It it does. And and that plays a huge role and a huge impact in that. So, overall, yes, the leader circle dropping and this story leaking out the day of spring training starting, not a coincidence. It kind of hijacks the narrative when it comes out at 8 a.m. On the first day of testing, right? Yeah, a.m. Eastern, absolutely. Which is how it was time stamped. It was scheduled to hit this morning, and uh, got our attention. Oh, absolutely. So that's a look at some of the stuff from spring training and thermal. Hey, speaking of Peacock, twenty million subscribers. Yeah, reported. So that's that's getting somewhere. I know it's not Netflix level, but it is getting somewhere. And slowly but surely, they're adding subscribers. It'll help having. Another Olympics coming up next year. I'm sure that Very will help nice. a lot in, yeah. in adding more subscribers. If you agree, disagree, or want to interact more with us, we'd love for you to join us. Newtrackrecordpodcast.com is the website. While you're there, you can sign up for the email list. 
It is free. You'll never miss an episode that way or any special announcements. Plus, we have the store, uh, T-shirts, stickers for sale. Uh, thanks to, I believe it was Don buying a T-shirt nice. in the past week. So thanks for that. Also, you can find us on social media. IndyCar Podcast is the handle on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, just search for New Track Record. You can find us on there. You can email us, Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can also be a supporter on Patreon, patreon.com slash new track record. We have multiple supporter tiers for you. Thanks to Xavier, Rob, and others for their support. Costs as little as $1 a month to be a supporter on Patreon. And as always, you can listen for free on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Player FM, wherever you find your podcasts. Again, all for free. What better time to jump on board than right, right before the season, the season starts? That's yes. right. And and if you and if you took a break during the off season and now you're back, welcome back. We cover the off season, so yes, go catch up on on everything you missed over the last couple of months. Definitely. All right, mailbag time, and we actually have a lot to get to yeah, this week. A lot of little tidbits. So quite a bit. First off, from Heil Heil Mike. Wow, never thought I'd see almost every race on regular TV. I'm still keeping Peacock, though. Love watching quals and practices. Yeah. it. Look, I was e- able to cancel my Peacock and then re-up it for a $0.99 cent per month deal. How about that? So there are deals out there. To, I don't know if they have that right now, but this is there are plenty of options for you. And yes, th- this TV deal continues to be amazing. It shouldn't be an excuse anymore complaining about that you 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 don't need it other than for one race if all you do is watch races true right true all you need it is for one race and maybe you decide i'm just not going to watch toronto and then you don't have to get peacock yeah so but otherwise as you're seeing thursday night football is now on amazon prime if you want to watch thursday night football nfl you have to have a streaming service and it sounds like that's just the tip of the tip of the iceberg in terms of 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 where this is going. So yeah, NASCAR's exploring NASCAR's Amazon exploring for their next Amazon TV Prime deal. at least for maybe you know four to six races. It sounds like whatever wouldn't be on or what would be on the old TNT package, right? Was was whatever Fox and NBC don't have, but um, that's the way it's going. And and if if you're into practice and qualifying, that's a small price to pay, right? Yeah, it's five dollars a month. It's it's one drink at Starbucks. Come on, people. Yes, that's kind of what the thing. A, a small tangent here about eggs. Everybody wants to complain about how mm-hmm. expensive eggs are. Like, yeah, usually eggs are dollar fifty, whatever. Now they're four fifty, five bucks. It's just a drink at Starbucks. Like, it's not that big of a deal, people. Always, oh, have you seen the price of eggs? <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, people. Yes, it sucks, but it's only a couple of dollars more. People love to complain. Oh, they love to complain. Uh, this from Hunter's Way 67. Uh, yes, make it happen, Jay Fry. That's in response to Wiccans and the Indy 500. So uh, diving more in, and he actually, uh, Hunter's Way 67, Steve sent us a picture outside the gates at Thermal Club. Uh, Did he go? I mean, he he's outside the gates. I don't know if he's truly inside. I but he, he went drove, to the gates, yeah, yes. to check it out. Tried to talk his way in, but yeah. it didn't work. This this from last week. So Let's I don't know see your Rolex, there. sir. <laughs> yeah. No, you're get out of here. Yes, for sure. Um, the the other thing is, so I didn't catch this last week, but that picture that Wiccans tweeted out was in Rossi's car from. Oh, really? You know whether it was last year or the year before, and then Steve Wittick, a trackside online, with some more context on everything happening with that, and they basically. Did, tried the extraction process mm. and he passed with flying colors. Nice. Ba- basically he Wiccans attempted the extraction process from the IndyCar quicker than the goal. And yes, that was Rossi's car uh, that he, he got into to try to fit in and, and everything. So there's progress on that. Brian Hurd's goal is the 2024 Indy 500 IndyCar open to the idea. Obviously they have yeah. to work on it as far as hand controls and, and the technology Obviously, the sponsorship side, I would hope you could sell that if you, you get the, the technical side figured out. But Brian Hurd are very interested in running him for the Indy 500 in 2024. Well, in the extraction thing, IndyCar wants to be sure that 
every driver is capable of getting himself out of the cockpit in a quick manner in the event that something happens in the event of a fire or whatever. So that seemingly seems to be what this was about was can Robert Wickens extract himself from the car in the event he needs to before safety personnel arrive, if something would happen. Plenty of notes to take away from the uh, Rolex 24 uh, run underscore mark underscore run. Uh, so many commercials during the Rolex 24. Nothing about IndyCar. Yeah, there are a lot of ads if you watch any of it, but it, it is what it is. Well, somebody that. made a point that during the Rolex 24, if you watched on Peacock, there was actual ads. It wasn't just your, your event will return or whatever. They Correct. actually ran the ads and there was no side by side. I, I just I it's one of those tired things that I that I, look I don't like ads either but commercials means that somebody's paying pays the bills pays the bills right so if I have to hear well Formula One has one more time because Formula One is different it's like comparing in all honesty high school football with the NFL well F1 does this and when when that deal was made, I can guarantee you Mother's Polish is not paying the amount of money that it would have to pay if that deal was, say, this year with Formula One being on ESPN. They they, they paid before this latest um, popularity boom in well, the no, they're on a new they're on a new, they deal? a new deal. Yeah. Mother's Polish, I can guarantee you they're paying a hell of a lot yeah, more. Yeah, they're, they're paying, I'm sure, a lot more money. Especially when you to. look at Sky Sports and, and they don't have commercials. So it's not built in anyway. But anyway, I digress. Commercials, yeah, sometimes it feels like there's too many, blah, 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 but they do pay the bills. And I I I I guess if there was a uh if 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 part if uh Peacock offered some sort of premium package that you didn't have commercials, then maybe people would up would front the money for that. The alternative is like what they have in the UK where you have to pay to have like a TV box. It's like a, yeah. it's like a fee. Yeah. So, so, and I'm not talking cable. I'm just saying you have to, you have to pay period. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's always kind of the, the tired diatribe of too many commercials or why are there commercials period or whatever. They pay the bills. Plain and simple. They, they if, pay the bills. If all somebody right. t- tomorrow came to IndyCar and say, Hey, we'll pay for all your races to be commercial free. I guarantee you IndyCar, IndyCar would do that, but there's nobody out there who's doing that. A lot of thoughts from people on the Leader Circle story. Uh, NK Harden, yeah, but if Paul can promote the series and bring in at least $6.6 million, then Paul just paid himself and Peter. If you want increased marketing, then it's going to have a cost. Roger paying for everything out of his pocket isn't a business solution. It's, it's a charity. and It's not realistic. Yes, we did know that going in, that Roger wasn't going to, to make this a charity. It would be a business. However, I think we also expected a lot more progress on the business side for the series. Yes, I feel like the the Speedway is well taken care of and he's done tons of upgrades and everything. But on the series side, it it still feels like we're stuck with where we were before. And I think just the timing is is what the most salty to me is. If you want to pull from the leader circle and announce that in December, okay. But when it's coming out in February the week of your test in which all the teams have their budgets in place or very close to having them in place for the season. And then you're telling them that, Hey, you're the leader circles dropping 18% by the way, this year, then that's a problem. And you can't keep going out to the back to the phrase of pulling the rug out from under your teams. You did it with Indy lights and now you're doing it with IndyCar in terms of, of money because money is everything, particularly to a lot of these teams that rely on that money. And, I've said in the past that I would love for a situation where the leader circle went away because I don't think the best business model is subsidizing teams that are participating in your series. But at the same time, you can't make this move so close to the season without it negatively impacting the teams. That's true. Uh, Indy Oreo, John Oriovitz tweeted a picture of the Hindenburg <laughs> talking about this. Uh, also said there's a new rear crash attenuator this year talking about, uh, you know, today being the day. As far as well, you testing. had a wit- the witty tweet yes. about uh, IndyCar just put out today's the day. And- That's all they said. Yeah. So, uh, so I said third OEM international races. Like, Checks oh. notes. Oh, it's just a test just that nobody test. can watch. Yeah, just a <laughs> test. Uh, NK Harden uh, is, is talking about you posted this talking about 
if IndyCar says it's testing, but no one outside of a swanky elite level country club can see it happening live, is it even happening? Uh, he says, I just picture everyone sitting around a pool, sipping cocktails and smoking expensive cigars while they play with Matchbox IndyCars. All this while they laugh at how we all have no idea what's really going on. <laughs> um, then uh, JR Riggs 79 on Twitter says, just a generic question, but is there any other sport in the world that doesn't televise preseason games? So frustrating to us fans who pour our heart and soul into this sport. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I even, I would say there are probably NBA, well, no, I was going to say there are NBA preseason games that aren't streamed or on TV, but that's not true. I'm trying I'm sure to think you can get of, NBA TV or whatever and watch yeah. them. NHL Center Ice. I'm sure yeah. you can watch uh, preseason. I'm sure in the vein that where IndyCar is in terms of a series, there's other series around. Is F1 do F1 TV for their big test day? I, I would have to imagine they're doing that. I would um, think. Yeah. Should IndyCar do it? Yes. Um, am I heartbroken that they're not? No. Uh, are other people more fired up about it than I am? Yes. I just am not. I. It, it would be nice to have it on, I guess, at work. It's kind of like practice once you get into the season and, and stuff like Friday practice. Like, I'll have it on, but I'm not really paying attention. It's not make or break for no, me. I'm glad all. to have access. I'm willing to pay access. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know why I'm just now thinking about this. If they're so worried about the cost of this, why didn't they offer like a package where people could buy it? What a concept. Like, honestly, like charge. I don't know what you're charging. 10 bucks. I'm sure you're easily getting several thousand people willing to pay $10 but, to stream two days of testing. Yeah. But would it be worth still the investment? Because from what uh, Marsha Pruitt said, you have to have all the crew go out there, lay the wire, all yeah. that stuff. Like it's a price pricey. Oh yeah. We're thing. talking so, hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars, so not several thousand, probably not recouping that money. Even if you paid for it, had a small fee to, to pay for it and get it, but um, not ideal. But once again, it just seems like, okay, the, the series has had to cut in certain aspects of things because they need to up the marketing budget of which I have yet to see an impact by the way. Well, yeah, maybe not it's yet. coming, but Maybe I'll have to do a weekly update. Am I seeing the dividends being paid with this quote unquote reallocation of money into marketing? Not yet. Hunters away 67 off season. Good news. Just keeps rolling in talking about the uh, leader circle. Also this from Jamin T 14 mind blowing how the guy we thought was saving any car. It may just doom it withholding judgment until the long-term plans are revealed. I don't think there's a long-term plan because I think the long-term plan is just ex- extract the money out of it and go from there. <laughs> Like there's no real growth plan because until the series is profitable, there will not be growth. Yes. Um, I don't think that Roger Penske is necessarily dooming this sport, but he's not exactly doing what we thought he would do with the sport. I think Roger Penske has a group of people around him that are as uh, antiquated as he is in making decisions and feel like they have all the answers and they don't clearly don't a lot of comments. So there's a Mike straw media revealed an exclusive screenshot of the upcoming IndyCar game. There are some cars. They look like the cars, just no sponsors on them. Well, arrow has liver has yeah. uh, everyone else. And, though, uh, there was Husky no- chocolate, I think had some on it in the background, but, no, no sponsors though. On everything some of the else other is cars. just bland, empty side pods. But um, some replies. What is Marty Roth doing in the game? There is a car that was just all black. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Marty Roth. If you don't know, look that up. Hunter J Smith 03 looks ugly. Um, other comments. You guys seem particularly grumpy today. Yeah, that's Justin. He can no, be grumpy sometimes. You were a, were on it on this morning when we were talking about the leader circle, and you had <laughs> a big you were tangent. grumpy on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always grumpy on social that media. That was you being grumpy on the Twitter account. I was just grumpy when we were talking about it, <laughs> and I'm more of the let's sit back and see what people have to say. Ah, uh, no, I go right to social in, media. In Captain 185 says, I think it actually looks not that bad. We shall see. Yeah, the the graphics look good. This it looks fine. It'd be nice if the cars though had the you know, sponsors, Actual I, I sponsors get it. Th- those and, are agreements and things you got to work through. But those are like basic, like when you go for realism and that's what max realism 
And usually that's a blanket thing. So if, if IndyCar makes a deal with motorsport games, then that includes all of the sponsors that are involved in the car. It's like a blanket blanket thing. And maybe it wasn't a finalized shot. I I still have to see video of the thing before I pass judgment, even before it releases on how good it could be. Like I, I need some gameplay or whatever. You know what I mean? I guess it's encouraging we've seen a screenshot. The fact that it wasn't released by Motorsport Games, though, makes me a little uncertain on whether I, I'm still... We've we've doubted this thing. I don't think one, quote-unquote, leaked screenshot's changing my mind that this thing's not coming in four months, but we'll see. You have to go max realism with this thing, and um, not having all the sponsors on board would be not good, but we'll see. Uh, some other comments as far as the the testing goes. Uh, Chris in the six says they're testing our patience. Polish Shevchenko on the social media side, there was a major milestone reach for IndyCar. The first video with a title that was not all caps. There you go. It's the little things. Yeah, right? yeah, Progress. little things. Uh, also, Polish uh, Shevchenko said talking about testing, and I said can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> subtle, very subtle. Uh, in Captain 185, Caleb and Justin waking up each day to no new IndyCar news, talking about new, you know, no third OEM, no international races, everything. Yes, we're one day this will happen, and what will we have to talk about without that? Yeah, I know. Uh, we we always find something though, don't we? That's true. Uh, blown Apex. This in response to the leader circle payouts getting reduced. I wonder if this means teams will be more curious as to where the marketing budget is going to every year. That's a great point. I would imagine that the teams will be uh, responsive to the move if they can see some tangible production and increase in marketing. Sensible increase in marketing is, okay, you're going to take this money, which is fine because in the end, it is their money that they're giving to these teams. Uh, Okay, if you're going to take that money from giving it to us, please show us that it's being used wisely and uh, a ways to grow the sport. And and that remains to be seen. We'll see. Also, some other tweets on the mailbag. Um, in fact, I'm going to save those for tweets of the week. They were that good. Oh. So we have several tweets of the week. So that wraps up the mailbag for now. We'll, uh, we'll get to some other tweets here later on. All right, time for news and notes and a, a few things to get to. We covered a lot just based on, on the test and what we, we got out of it. Ed Carpenter Racing, Bitnile on all the cars. They revealed that Bitnile.com deliveries for all three cars. It's going to be hard to tell some of them apart, to be honest. Cryptocurrency still still providing still some cash money for Ed Carpenter Racing. But uh, the interesting thing as far as partnering with Beth Peretta and Peretta Autosport, highly unlikely that they will do that. They mm. had plans and talks about doing more. Uh, reached that date on the calendar where they didn't have everything in place. So... Um, their focus is, is doing that in 2024. Renus VK also signed a multi-year agreement in 2021, 2023 final year of a multi-year agreement for Connor Daly. Very nice. Uh, with in regards to um, Pareto Autosport, um, I like Simona Di Silvestro. Um, but does she move the needle enough? to bring in sponsors for Pareto Autosport other than the fact that it's a, it's a woman run team. I'm looking at, at, at Jamie Chadwick and her success uh, overseas in formula E. And if she can come over and have success in Indy lights, um, could she be that driver that could then move up to IndyCar with Pareto and galvanize that team and galvanize the excitement around that team that, Simona Di Silvestro just, quite frankly, hasn't been able to because she is who she is. She doesn't have much excitement around her in terms of IndyCar because we've seen what she can do or not do. And could a a vibrant, young, bright, successful woman driver really help Pareto Autosport jump into the IndyCar series uh, with more development and more races and more progress? 
I'd fully disagree with you. I'd say really? that Simona De Silvestre has already shown what she can do in an Indy car. She got a podium, I believe, at a race, or at least no, got yeah. a fourth. I'm not. I'm not saying she's a bummer. I, I, I think she's just not had great situations as far as cars go um, since coming back, dabbling in IndyCar for a couple of years now. I think she has the talent. Give her a full time opportunity. I think she'll show that over the course of a full season. Also, I, I think Jamie Chadwick, if she has success with Andretti. Andretti will find a way to keep her with that team. True. They're not going to let her get away, and why would they? Unless there's some sort of partnership between Andretti and Peretta to, yeah. to do that. I don't know. but I, I think not... this shows this is more of an indictment of how hard it is, for whatever reason, for women to get sponsorship, which I think is absurd and insane. Simona has all the talent. There, there's no one doubting her talent right. ability. For whatever reason, though, they can't get more than just a couple of races, which, I mean, they're talking about running all the road and street course races in the right. Indy 500, you know, a year ago. I I feel like, and and other uh, reporters have said that this in terms of uh, of Pred Autosport is, is the series maybe not giving that team the amount of support that they're giving teams that are trying to progress um, a black driver or any of that in terms of getting to the Indianapolis 500. They're just... Seems to be a disconnect there. And and I'm saying Simone Di Silvestro, as, as good as she is, 34 years old, she's raced 70 plus races in IndyCar, one podium over 70 races. And I, I guess just the, the cachet isn't there for, for prospective uh, sponsors. Maybe a Jamie Chadwick that comes in, particularly if 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 she could be very successful and win some races in the delights, is could that be a you know the young, energetic, next big thing type thing potentially in women driving? Could could, could that galvanize some interest in Preda Autosport? I think it's unfair for Simona Di Silvestro to not get the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, um perception is everything, particularly when you're trying to convince people to invest in racing and maybe a Jamie Chadwick could bring that to Pareto Autosport. But to your point, if she performs in Indy lights, I can't imagine Andretti Autosports letting her get away. A couple of Rolex 24 notes. Congrats to Elio and Simon Pagino, Meyer shank racing back to back Rolex 24 winners. Elio's won three in a row because uh, he was with Wayne Taylor racing before that. He's, one of just two drivers in Rolex 24 history to take the overall victory back to back to back. That from Nathan Brown. So also the LMP2 finish between Ben Hamley and James Allen in the Rolex 24. This from Trackside Online featured the two drivers who drove an IndyCar for Dragon Speed in 2019. Uh-huh. I totally forgot about James Allen running an IndyCar I race. forgot so too. If you were to get, say name 100 drivers of the last 10 years. Could not. I could not have gotten James Allen. Yeah, I, I would not have gotten there. So that other interest of note, the uh, Garage 56 entry for the 24 Hours of Le Mans, Jimmy Johnson, we figured that, Mike Rockenfeller, yep. accomplished sports car driver, Jensen Button. How about that? Really cool. Yeah. Really cool lineup of drivers for that. Flow Racing, we mentioned this, they have a documentary, Legends of Racing, the Bittenhausens, that is up, uh, flowracing.com. Uh, that's how you get access to that. Plus... The FIA has launched the application process for prospective Formula One teams. I'm sure an IndyCar team will be applying. Can I find that on LinkedIn? No. No? Okay. I, I don't think so. I don't I think you can, can apply on and, LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't know if I could go on there and just uh, apply, and then maybe I'll get a call back. All right. So uh, one other note. Congrats to Aaron Likens, who got engaged. He is the flag flagman for the series. So congrats on his engagement. Uh, now time for tweets of the week. Bruce Martin, Bruce Martin underscore 500 covers the series. Uh, took a picture, cut my life into pizzas and his mm. caption. This is my last resort. Always great. Uh huh. Love that joke. All right. Some replies from our listeners. These all reach it cause they're all very good. Uh, run underscore Mark underscore run is I racing getting their license back or did that get forwarded to Mattel? Too. talking about uh you posted a tweet about a, a game a racing game yes the uh uh mattel auto racing that was uh you know just a series of dots but that may be all we have this year in terms of to fall back on despite that exclusive uh screenshot being leaked 
Indy Nathan, but they aren't robbing AJ. Talking about the leader circle. Yeah, because the yeah, police cars aren't, aren't in it. And this from Poet Shevchenko. I'm happy to read that Foyt Racing is getting a $0 reduction in leader circle payments. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. I, I hope that changes for that team. I will say this. They were able to uh, take their partnership with Sexton Properties and, and up it to, to be the primary on both cars. Now, I'm sure the drivers brought some cash, but yeah. what drivers aren't bringing cash, let's be honest. True. Very few in IndyCar. Um, and I hope they can rebound because they have an exciting lineup of drivers this year. Yeah, you have a rookie in Benjamin Peterson, but he won a lights race, won a pole, and then Santino Ferrucci back full time. We'll see what he can do in the series. And they, so their their team numbers were going to be 14 and 88. Yes. And I guess that's like a Aryan thing. 88, yeah, something to do with like neo-Nazis, I, I guess. Well, eight is H. Mm-hmm. Or Hitler, apparently. Yeah, HH, I guess. I did not know any of this. No, me neither. So apparently, so that's why they changed to 55. So it's 14 and 55 because 14 and 88, and they go together. Like 1488, I guess, is a something. Yeah, I don't, I don't thing. know. I don't know. The, the whole thing, I was like, what? And then I read why, and I thought, wow. Oh, okay, sure. I, I'm glad now I don't know hijacking numbers. Yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't know that until <laughs> learning it after the fact, to be honest. Yeah, so I guess it makes sense changing it. Um, but yeah, it's something I didn't know. But either. think about this. Gabby Chavez ran the 88 just a, a couple of years ago. No, no one would have thought anything of that then. No, but it's it just amazing. shows how ridiculous things it's have re- gotten. Like, it's, it's become like, I'm giving to you like the okay sign. Oh yeah. That supposedly yeah. you couldn't do anymore for a while. Yeah. Or I don't know if you can, yeah, like you can hijack numbers. You're hijacking things you do. I just, whatever. But I understand why. I understand why they did it. It's crazy that that's like a, a, thing. a thing. Yes, I guess it's more of more of the the takeaway for both of us. The the list of crazy, it's a thing, continues to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, everything has become crazy. It's a thing. It seems this podcast, it's crazy yeah. that it's a thing. True, and crazy that it's a thing. Our random split air driver <laughs> of the week. What a segue! Oh yeah, we're going with uh, 2003 cart. We're going with Tiago Montero. I've definitely heard of him. Have you heard of Tiago Montero, who raced actually 37 races in Formula One for Midland and Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. I did not realize he did that many. I didn't realize he did kart. I recognize him more from Formula One. Uh Uh-huh. But yes, absolutely did kart. Looking at it, 2003 for Fittipaldi Dingman Racing. Raced the entire season in 2003. I've never heard of that team. No. The Fittipaldi no. Dingman ra- Racing, it's so obscure, it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I can't even wow. I can't even click on it or anything. But did the entire season in 2003, let's see, his high finish was in Mexico City, a sixth, uh, finished 15th in points that season, and it is very much a who's who of racing drivers in 2003 in cart. Half of them are either uh, former or future random split era drivers of the week, but when you look at uh, Montero and what he raced that year, so Fittipaldi Dingman Racing, he was then in a Reynard, and Who, his, which Fittipaldi was the owner? Let's see, Emerson. Okay, Emerson was. Um, so looking at this, his sponsors was very much um all over the place as well from. Uh, the World Childhood Foundation. That sounds fake. Uh, O2 Diesel, allslots.com. I, I assume that's a casino. It's kind of a little sketchy. Um, but that, yeah, but he raced every race that season or at least attempted to. But the majority of his career was spent um, in world touring and world touring cars. Had 253 starts there, 37 starts in Formula One. Over what, 05 and 06? His Formula One career. So this is why I know who he is. I was curious when he raced in Formula One. It was actually after his time in kart. Yes. And this is why it was of note. He podiumed in the infamous 2005 U.S. Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So he finished behind the Ferraris, one of six cars to participate, got a third place, only the Jordan EJ15, powered by Toyota, obviously on Bridgestone fi- uh, tires. Yes. Um, only point. He scored seven points. Only points of his Formula One career. Yeah, 37 starts, one podium. The one podium um, 
and they all count the same, right? It was the 05 United States Grand Prix. Uh, he's doing pretty good for himself. Still around 46 years old, married a Portuguese model, have a couple kids. He's perfectly fine. Um, but had that one season, 2003, in cart with the prolific uh, Fittipaldi Dingman team and raced that entire season. Top finish of sixth at Mexico City. So this week's random split era driver of the week, Mr. Tiago Montero. All right, that wraps up this week. Next week, if there's anything notable from day two of the IndyCar test at Thermal Club, uh, we'll fill you in with that information, plus any news stories and things that come out. We'll get to that next week as we inch one week closer to the start of the 2023 IndyCar season. For Justin Kinney, I'm Caleb Hatch. Thanks for joining us on another episode of New Track Record Podcast. Podcasts by Federated Media.